Good afternoon, everyone. This is Brandy Chun. Um, we are doing a podcast uh, this week for commemoration of Native American Heritage Month. Um, in this episode, we are going to talk about powwow etiquette and things that we need to know surrounding the powwow. I'm joined here with several others. I'm going to let them go around the room and welcome and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Blake Crook. And I'm Billy Bailey. My name is Gregory McGee, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Mr. Billy. Thank you, Mr. Blake. Thank you, Miss Brandy, having me. So we're really really excited to have you because, you know, we're doing so powwow is coming up and we're getting ready to uh, uh, bring in uh, the 51st annual powwow. We're really excited about that. Um, So we're interviewing a few guests on, you know, um, different things about the powwow. And so we wanted to touch base on, you know, powwow etiquette. What is what are the do's and don'ts of a powwow anywhere you go, whether it be our powwow or powwows anywhere else? So, that's so be what we're talking before about. we get started, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your parents, grandparents, what you do for the tribe, your background yeah. powwow? Uh, thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Mr. Billy. Uh, I will be glad to uh, just tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, of course, like I said, my name is Gregory McGee. I was born and raised uh, right here in Ports, right here on the reservation. And I'm proud. I always like to tell people that. Um, and so... Uh, you know, coming up in ports, there we there were a lot of things that we didn't have, you know, culturally. And uh, I think that, you know, as a youth, I think that I, that I was, I think that I was maybe pulling. I, I wanted some of that cultural, traditional knowledge, whether I knew it at the time or not. I, I think that a lot of Native American things or things that I saw were Native American. I would grasp towards it. So, um, anyway. Um, as a child, I was always super duper interested in uh, Native American culture as a whole, whether I knew anything about my own culture uh, or not. But um, born and raised right here in Porch, I was so fortunate to um, have had the opportunity to uh, start traveling when I was about 16, 17. You know, uh, Ding Ding and Alex uh, reached out to me, which uh, I, I just started the youth council uh, in the youth council. And so that was Kind of what really got me started, uh, and so uh, I went to my first powwow when I was, I think I was seventeen. Yeah, I was seventeen, and I realized, hey man, this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, the feeling that, that I got just sitting around with uh, some of the guys uh, at the drum, I was just like, man, this is it's it's a feeling that I can't describe. Um, and it was it was uh, it was just a really special feeling. So, mm-hmm. um. I was so, like I said, just fortunate to have been able to travel uh, ever since then. Um, I was able to go to college uh, through the tribe uh, at uh, Haskell Indian Nations University, uh, where I was able to really, really get a good grasp on Native America and contemporary issues in Native America. Uh, being from a small town, y'all already know here in Atmore, Alabama, we, uh, as much as, you know, we, love our culture and stuff there was a lot that, that we were kind of isolated i feel we're area, still you know? kind of isolated from other we tribes. Are, we are i feel yeah. that in a lot of ways and so with that experience me going up there to an all indian university i was able to really get a good grasp on how good we have it here yeah mm-hmm. um so then i came back home uh started working uh, for the tribe here at the boys and girls club and i was fortunate for that opportunity and uh, of course at that time i was still uh, learning and gaining all this cultural knowledge through uh, powwows and then um, 
um, through uh, powwows that kind of led me more specifically into our own culture, which is more ceremonial and a little bit more privately held, which y'all already know. But uh, specifically, I started getting into into our Muskogee Creek culture while you know uh, powwowing and, and learning that that. Mm-hmm. Contemporary powwow right. culture, more intertribal. I'm, I'm kind of yes. the same way, right? You know, yeah. going to these intertribal events, you know, kind of gave me. To, it it, it kind of helped me develop more pride, right, in my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's what made me want to really drive into our our own culture as well. So, um, anyway, I, I know I kind of in a roundabout way. That's fine. So now, uh, now I work. I've been so fortunate to have been. Um, uh, employed with the tribe here uh, in several different uh, positions, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, wh- whether it's uh, with the language and the Fred L and uh, working as a language teacher and instructor. Uh, and now uh, I work as a, the cultural educator for the tribe and uh, just so fortunate to have this platform and the opportunity just to speak with y'all today, you know, um, and I know I keep get, coming back to that, but I really, really feel like, uh, you know, I am so blessed, just like I'm sure y'all feel the same way, just to be here Definitely. and kind of keep these uh, ways going. And I know it's, this is just about powwow etiquette or whatever, but I think this is super important in a good conversation uh, that's, it's that's a, needed. It's a conversation that a lot of people's needing mm-hmm. that have been missed out for yes, so long. I'm, I mean, I powwowed for 40 years, and I've seen – even our own people not knowing how they should act mm-hmm. with dancers, how they should respect visitors, mm-hmm. drums, yeah. all that, knowing, not knowing when to take pictures yes. and things like that. And it's and I, it's always, we never had an outlet mm-hmm. to get it out until, really till now. So, Greg, what you're saying is, our, is there a continuation of learning? So even though you've been to several powwows, you can still go to a powwow today and still learn. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, a lot of powwows, uh, you know, even if it's like a contest powwow, they'll have breaks. And, you know, within those breaks, there will be different tribes or different types of dancing. Yeah, so that within network. Those breaks, which, and, and even if you're in the public, you know, you're learning. There's a lot of information to be learned at a powwow. Right. You know, especially if you're uh, of, of the outside community and non-Indigenous, you know, you see all this. There's there's a, a, actually a lot of education within all these colors and you know what I'm saying? And I think at the basis, at the base or the core of the powwows today, I think it should be education, you know, rather than, you know, whoa, look at all the colors. And yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's super exciting. But I think that educational part goes a long way, too, that people don't even really yeah, realize. What what goes into all this stuff? What mm-hmm. what tribes are there and, I, and what stuff yeah. is highlighted for those tribes? And I think what. For each powwow, I think the MC that goes kind of back to the MC and talking about teaching know, some of that stuff exactly to the public, whether they're listening. I think or not, some powwows are slacking yes. because they're focused more on the contest and not on the teaching of mm-hmm. what this is yeah. and that etiquette and all. They're yeah. probably on a time crunch. They're on a time oh, crunch. Sure, to, they're I'm on sure. a time you crunch know, to get through, and it's hard for but, them to push out. Yeah, that history right. part. So uh, I think. So I guess we'll jump. Uh, I guess uh, jump ship here, and I, I guess ask you, what is a powwow? You know. Um, okay. Uh, and obviously, always, there's you know I stories. Everybody has their own idea of what a powwow yeah. is, but in your in your in your eyes, what is a powwow? In my eyes, um, a powwow is 
a gathering, especially in today's society, they're really contemporary gatherings of of Native Americans to really come together and whether it's catch up or, you know, a lot of, a lot of us, you know, we know each other from right. different powwows all over. Absolutely. And so we develop those friendships. So you, you really get to catch up at powwows. You um, are able to network and different things. But like I said, at the, at, to me, uh, the core of, of powwows um, should be that really family um, wholesome mm-hmm. You know, and I think that, uh, of course, like I said, there's a story I, I was told that, and it, I mean, of course, I'm sure you, y'all have probably heard something similar to this, that, you know, the powwow comes from the Al- Algonquin word or powoo. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what I was kind of told and that uh, it's that that word actually means uh, medicine man. And so I'm not like I said I don't I don't really know <laughs> right yeah I've heard a couple of different stories yeah yes. so I've you kind of powwow come from Buffalo Bill and his shows yeah so that's that's another thing it's like you hear about Buffalo Bill and the shows or whatever and then you hear about the powwow mm-hmm. which the powoo or whatever the or the meaning or whatever yeah, that, whatever powwow is derived from right I feel like it's those are like two opposite ends. You I see do, what I'm yeah. saying? Like you got the Wild West shows and then Pow Ooh way over here, Algonquin. Like how did that how, how did, did that you get mix? powwow mixed with you know what I'm saying? A Wild West show. Wild right. West show. Yeah. Anyway, um so yeah, like I said, you know, I've heard many different things and many different stories, but um to me, I think powwows, especially here in Porch, it was you know, more of a homecoming. And that's that's kind of how I treat it too. Not necessarily every powwow, mm-hmm. but our but powwow, our powwow, being that it's is on Thanksgiving. You know, we do have a lot of family coming in the area. It has always been similar to a Thanksgiving for myself. If I if I really think about it, what other Thanksgiving um, do you know of yourself, your family? What what have you always celebrated? Is powwow powwow? You know what I mean? That's like, the same. That was that was that's our tradition. That's right. Yeah. You can't you have Thanksgiving without powwow without the porch. Be, it, those, two years, those two years, those two years, making the hair stand up. Those two years we went without the powwow was rough, <laughs> yeah, and awkward. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. And uh, you know, last year when when we were able to finally have our get 50th. back to go and I, uh, yeah. We finally had that fiftieth one. I, I think it was great for us. Right but now, I think that we just you know continually just growing mm-hmm. that powwow. Um, so hopefully, with this podcast, we're going to ask you some questions, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you can kind of help our listeners. Kind of, um, I feel like help gotten with, off a little bit. No, that's, that's fine. We got up. once again, we, we got it. time, so, and yeah. that's fine. So um, it is. Yeah, you you're doing awesome. great. So when we talk about powwow, I know there's certain things that we want to make sure that listeners are doing or aren't doing when you go into a powwow. Um, of course, we want the uh, everyone that's coming to enjoy their self. And that's not only our own family and people coming, people that's paying. So you have different entities of a powwow. You have people that are coming to dance. You have people that are coming for a vendor setup. You have people coming in as paid guests. So to accommodate everyone's needs, I was thinking that maybe we can talk about powwow etiquette and how, you know, it encompasses so many people. So I guess what we should start off with, um, when we talk about powwow, we're talking about respect. You cannot talk about respect. I mean, you cannot talk about powwow without first talking about respect. 
when we talk about respect, let's go ahead since, you know, the, you can't have a powwow without dancers. Mm-hmm. So can you think of several things that maybe listeners need to know about powwow etiquette surrounding dancers and the respect of dancers? Can you maybe give me some breakdown for those? Yeah, thank you. That's a, a wonderful question. Um, so I think that in uh, respect is kind of one of those pillars that should be, you know, really, um, you should r- really go to powwows and know that there's going to be And kind of be humble, there. just yeah, kind of yeah. be like, hey, I'm, you know. Yeah, especially if you're from an outside community and mm-hmm. you don't know, you know, you don't want to come in and say, oh, look at them. Oh, Start oh, oh, oh. With, and like, it, what kind of, but it happens. It, it does. It does happen. You so see 101 that? things not to do at a powwow, we need to do that on our next podcast. So, yes. so <laughs> that'd be cool. So let's, let's so, say, um, you know, that respect part, um, I think it initially it should it should become first. I think it, it should, should be first. Yeah, I think that should definitely come first whenever you're coming into a powwow and knowing that you know you should respect this, this culture uh, and knowing that. Uh, and I think this is something that more people should know. I guess uh, that, that this is not just one tribe that's represented here, right? It's hundreds of uh, you know many 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 different tribes and right. You know, these dances are traditional dances of those tribes. It's, it's, it's right. highly respectful. It's, it's what like they've it allowed is. to be out into the yes, world. Yes, exactly. And uh, it's to be revered and mm-hmm. respected at, at the core of it, right? Because at the beginning, that it was. You know? yeah. When you step out there, you know, there's many dancers that have certain clothing. Can you give me yeah. a proper term? Like if I'm seeing somebody dressed up in their outfit, Okay. What well, is the proper term for that before we even talk about, you know, respect for a dancer's costume? I mm-hmm. mean, we definitely want to eliminate the word costume because yeah. this is not a dress up right. thing for Cost- a lot of people. Costume is when you dress up as something you're not. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so can you give me a so, proper term that, you know, we would say for a tribal's wear? Yes, ma'am. So the term that I've always been uh, told and, you know, we still hear it to this day is regalia. Mm-hmm. And, um, for for someone to call it a costume, it almost is is a little disrespectful in a way because, like Mr. Blake said, to dress up in a costume is to make yourself something that you're not. And as an indigenous person, we're not just dressing up in this costume. We are who you we know, are. We are, are who we are. We are indigenous, even though this dance as. may belong to another tribe. I'm not dressing up as as something else, right? I'm still dressing up as an indigenous person. I'm still or dressing up. I don't, I don't even want to say it like that. I'm yeah. still. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting myself in, you know, regalia of this, uh, you know, traditional dance. And even so, a and lot of these clothings, a lot of people use their traditional, some of their traditional clothing within the, yeah, their stuff. And you see that, too, within. And I think that's what kind of makes it that even though the dance may be from this tribe, that's kind of how you make it more unique to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like like with your regalia, Blake. I'm sure there's something on there that it, it makes it more personal to you. You have right. made it unique. And with that, you kind of develop your own style of dancing within that style, too. And so. Um, so you're saying like even though Blake dress, uh, he's wearing a uh, um, grass regalia. Yes. He's got his own personal flair to his own to, regalia. Yes. To where even it's personalized. There are, yeah. Even though there are certain things that, you know, all trip, all grass dancers would wear. Right. You know, they would have their aprons and the side tabs and, you know, shirt or, or, and, you know, the armband, leg band, all that. Right. Um, but. Within those designs could be, you know, traditional designs from from 
from right. Creek Creek right. Designs or whatever. Right. And so, and even you know, you have that per, a lot so of the even personal color, things too color within your clan lineage. Beadwork, color, yes. every mm-hmm. different thing is. Up. So you can really make that style of dance really more unique so for yourself. And um, if somebody wanted to come up and they're touching regalia, what do you say? I mean, again, we're talking about respect of regalia, yes. respect of dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me I, a little bit about someone that's coming to a powwow for the first time. They're walking around. It can be a little bit intimidating when you mm-hmm. see all this happening yeah. at one time. Yeah. So especially if you're coming into a powwow, you know, you're going to see uh, a lot. You'll see the feathers, the bustles and the, Many different uh, colors and mm-hmm. uh, all these different things that you're just going to be, you know, enlightened by. Uh, but I think, you know, if 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 it's questionable in your mind, just just ask for permission. Yeah. You know, so, in my say, mind, taking pictures. Just, yeah, say for you know for taking pictures or, or saying, you know, hey, cannot cannot you know, even though you know a lot of times. You know, you know, some dancer, a lot of dancers may not let you touch some of their stuff. There may be some dancers right. that may let you look at, hold their dance stick. Here, look at this beadwork. Yeah, some, you know, yeah. Look right. at, but it's always, I, you know, I've always been told to just if you, if if you think it's questionable, or if, or if you're questioning it, just ask for permission. Walk up yeah. to them very kindly and respectfully, and say, "Hey, I, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I, I'd like to, I'd like to take a picture with that. Can you hold that and take a picture with me?" Or you oh, know, that, there's a was, way to, you know, be kind, but also get your, like, because obviously if, if if you have a question about a dancer or something that's intriguing, mm-hmm. there's a way to still get that information kindly and respect. I was talking to an older guy, older power dancer guy, and he was complaining about people taking pictures and not asking. And he, mm-hmm. the way he explained it is, we're not, we're not. People in a museum, or people, in, or people in a zoo, that you can just take pictures without asking, yeah, without respecting us. That's or true. Just right. come respect yeah. us. And, and, take and the picture. Not and hard. most, and most dances, of us will be fine with right. it. Most dancers, and I can speak for myself. You know, I when when spectators or guests at a powwow, um, if they come up and ask, I will gladly take a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think most dancers have that right. same and attitude. Majority they of will dancers gladly will take so a picture with you. If you're ever at a powwow and you see someone you want to take a picture with, or if you may have a question about something they're wearing, kindly walk up to the person and ask them because 90% of the time they're willing to answer. They're and looking so, for someone to ask those questions. So, Greg, there's also times that you may not want to take a picture. You're not supposed yeah. to take pictures. Can you explain that? Um, so, like yeah. maybe certain songs or certain things going on at powwows so a lot of times um it is important to be re- be very respectful and reverent at powwows during um especially like uh, i guess whenever a dancer or a, an, an eagle feather is dropped during one of the dances or something you know there's protocol that needs to be taken care of and the mc will definitely let you know or should definitely let the audience know uh when that when it's not the right time to take a picture. Um, and there are other times as well. Uh, there are probably, I would say, um, I'm, I would say certain honor empty. songs and things. Yeah. I was going to say during uh, like grand entry and stuff uh, during honor songs and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really important to be reverent during that time and not necessarily be recording. So, um, and so there, there's one, one thing that comes to mind and then that's when a song is whistled. Um, oh yes, and so yes. and so. If you want to explain, you if you want to explain what a whistle to a song means, and, and so um, why that's I've important. always been told that uh, 
you know, eagle whistles, to have an eagle whistle is, you know, one of the greatest honors to have as a dancer, especially in the cultures that are the tribes that this that these dances comes from. Uh, to have an eagle whistle bestowed upon you takes time, uh, is what I've been told. And it also takes a lot of um, a lot of things that money can't buy. They say that, you know, the elders have to see certain things within you. You know, your passion for the people, your love for the people, your love for dancing. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day, you know, an eagle whistle will be bestowed upon you. But it's not necessarily uh, something that everybody has. Right. You know, this no. is not. And even like there's a you still see it today. There's a lot of older dancers who 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 don't have the eagle, you know, the eagle whistles. And I think that once that is um, is bestowed upon you, like I said, it's a great and, and, and huge honor. Mm-hmm. But also in carrying that is a responsibility right. too, and right. and part of that responsibility is knowing when to blow that whistle. Right. Um, so if when if, do if they that blow that song, whistle? Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. So if you're dancing and you know if you you have that feeling and you do have an eagle whistle, you know you already are very highly respected. But um, you know I was always told that if if that song that the drum is singing makes you feel that way, uh, and it makes you um, just feel good. There's there's a feeling behind that that you just really can't put words within mm-hmm. words in. And if that drum makes you feel that way, you know you can you can blow that whistle. And they say that you know that drum's gonna sing it four more times. And you know for each lead, you blow the whistle at the beginning of the, or yeah, right at the beginning of each lead or right before each lead. That whistle is blowing blown uh, for those next four times. And it's just basically a respect thing for the drum to. And, and honestly, even as as uh, and I may not even be putting this in the right words because uh, I, I you know I'm still learning myself and uh, but honestly, like even as a singer, when you're sitting around a drum and you get whistled up, that's oh, like that's an honor. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's an it's honor, a but it's a feeling too. Yes. And you get, your hair stands up. Like I, I'm thinking about it. Like if I could pull my arm, my <laughs> oh, man, shirt up any awesome. further, I'd show. So but a song it's, that would it's last. a euphoria feeling because. And I don't think anybody else can can really truly understand that unless you've unless been a drummer. Been, yeah, unless you've been there. Uh huh. Blake knows. Mister Billy knows. Uh, and even like you, you, you feel it in dancing as well. But um, to to have one of your songs whistled up is it's like I've always told that you know we don't sing for the money, mm-hmm. we sing for the people. So if you can make one of those dancers feel good. Good enough to where an elder whistles you up, like oh, that's yeah. our payment right there. That's all I need right, right. there because that just filled me up right here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Spiritually, I guess it'd be spiritually. I don't know uh, the feeling, but it's it's it supersedes any high that you can feel. I promise you. You can't. I promise you the feeling that you get. Like I said. You're giving me that feeling now. I'm just saying, <laughs> just hearing you, it. I know exactly what you're saying, I, but you can't. It's just, and I can't even. And I'm sure, like I said, Miss Billy, Miss Blake, they they would tell you the same thing. It's indescribable. If you so, if we got a, somebody that's coming to the powwow and they're listening for that eagle, a good determination is if that continuation of song. Yeah, so you know, it's a stretched out song. You'll hear that whistle. It's a specific sound. It's a it's yeah, like a loud kind of a screeching well, I'm sound. Hoping. And uh, you'll hear it, you know, for each of those right. additional leads, right. you'll hear it. 
It's happened. Right it's happened one. at our Porch Creek yeah, Highway well before, and it's like, oh mm-hmm. man, this is awesome to be a part of this. You mm-hmm. know, to be able to hear this, and and that's the time you but see. That's the thing. It's not everybody has the eagle whistle. Not everybody. Yeah, not everybody's eagle got, whistle. Right. Y'all being as dancers, up, um, you know? you know, and like I like that you said you don't really drum for you know the money, or you don't dance for the money. Mm-hmm. You dance for yourself, but you also dance for people that don't for have people. that opportunity to dance. So when you and you can dance and you can drum. I mean, what a great feeling that is to get a whistle. I mean, eagle whistle too. I yeah, mean, and even you know, and I I haven't necessarily danced a lot. Blake has more experience in dancing it, but even like to dance during any when you like say it's that inner tribal right, mm-hmm. it gets whistled up. You right. feel that extra oh, like oh, you to get yeah. with it when it's burst of so, energy, yeah, adrenaline, so, like. I just recently it's, came back from a powwow this weekend where there was a whistle that took place, and wow, man, it was oh. the whole, the whole. I mean, like ten or twelve guys just just jamming mm-hmm. out for four extra leads, you know, like and how serious they take it. I mean, yeah, exactly. So and it's like, dude, you can sing a hard song for four leads, but if it gets whistled up, you're gonna be <sighs> yeah, you like bring, you bring. An extra it's oh, like you bring it, you bring it up a level too, especially when you're singing and it and gets whistled up. It's like, oh my goodness! There's no anyway. I think you described it pretty right. good, but for good you job. to witness yeah. it yourself yes. is yes. just yeah. And so the beautiful thing about that, you know, we're kind of going back into the etiquette of it. When a song does get whistled, mm-hmm. you know, the MC will normally ask that no more recording, no more pictures, and you know, it's just it's just Again, the people and the song. And yes, it's, it's, on, the MC is usually pretty good about it. it. And, and so, so I kind of yeah. want to talk about. The MC, the Master mm-hmm. Ceremonies of a powwow. So, how important their job is um, during a powwow. So, I know we've had Mr. Joaquin Hamilton serve as Good the MC yeah. at our powwow. So, um, if you want to talk about what an MC does at the powwow, you know, yeah, uh, MC Master of Ceremonies. Uh, as I think, as an MC, honestly, you got to be good. Uh, you got to have good imp- improv skills. You got to have good transitional words and phrases. And I feel like it really as a good MC, you got to be able to relate to the people, whether it's joking or a lot of times I feel like it is joking because you can make the crowd laugh. Right. You but do, you want to be able there to engage, be, be engaging as well. A 911 emergency on the stage or behind yeah. the scene. But yeah. that MC has got to keep the crowd knowing like, hey, and we're still yes. rolling. Everything's great. Exactly. Yeah, behind and the scene, we're looking for this. We're looking like, for that. Behind yeah. the scene, but you wouldn't know that with so, the right And MC. he's got to have like. The right information too, though. I feel like. Yes. He's got to know powwows. MC, yeah. Got to know. I, they have to know the powwows, but I think for because you know powwows change according to what the committee wants. True, you know what I mean the MC just comes into wow. town most of the time. The MC's just coming in, and you know they're giving them the information as to right. how they want the the dance contest, the agenda the contest to go. Yeah, they may have this, you know, and each powwow can be different. Well, I'm so wondering if the MC needs to, to be, be able, a little bit flexible too. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. You got to be flexible too because every powwow is different. Yeah. According to whatever the committee may be, and you know, sometimes like I've been to traditional powwows too, where there's no contest. Mm. Uh, like up north, we where was we at? Michigan. It was a straight traditional powwow. They just paid everybody day money. Just get out there and dance, dude. There was like 300 dancers. <laughs> wow. Really? Wow. That was that many? Yes. Yes. Wow. I've been to smaller Michigan, ones. And it was a traditional powwow, and they just paid everybody day money, no contest. Uh-huh. So we were, you, and they paid the host. We were hosts with Pipestone. If you listen to like the MC, they'll kind of like tell you, okay, like coming up, we have this. Yes. You know, so coming the MC up and kind of keep got it. to be able to have you know those transitional phrases and letting 
uh, it, I, I feel like they got to have the uh, awareness. I, I really feel like mm-hmm. it comes down to awareness. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Awareness of the powwow. What's going on? Where's the arena director? What's going on in the dance contest? What's going on with drum contest? It's the crowd lively. So everybody is it, listening to the MC. I yes, mean, that's dancers. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's drum groups. Mm-hmm. That's Public, people, the public, audience, yeah. that's vendors, mm-hmm. that's people yeah. saying, hey, we're on a lunch break. Yes. Go See, eat lunch. The MC is also shouting out to the vendors, letting people know, hey, we yeah. got these over here. You know, if y'all yeah. want good old turkey leg, whatever. Yeah, I, Don't forget a, our corn. Yeah. For, for yeah. Me, Porch know, Creek Indian Roasted Corn. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a lot of times the MC tends to be overlooked, you know, at our power. At, at, I mean, as to how important it really is the backbone of a power. You're not having a power without the MC. He's yeah. the voice of that power. Mm-hmm. Well, I know back in my day it was Rick Bird. I don't and know if it was Rick that. Bird back in the day. <laughs> Legend. Legend. Yeah. Rick's Legend. still around too. Yeah, still Legend. Around. Legend. So, so you mentioned arena director. Mm-hmm. So let's go on that. What is the arena director? Uh, I think the arena director is it's literally it's in the words, right? Yeah. He directs the arena. He kind of listens to the MC as to what dance may be going or coming up, what uh, what drum group may be coming up, whether it's an intertribal coming up, uh, if, if there's a break coming up. He's um, and he also the arena director has to know how many. Uh, you know, I'm sure he probably has a list, but according to each dance style, how many dancers coming out there? Well. I, don't, I say they have to know. A lot of times yeah. they don't necessarily know how many dancers or whatever. They just know somebody's supposed to be there. Yeah. And so basically the arena director will let the MC know, hey, the dancers are ready. They'll give them the high sign or, hey, the drum group's ready. Oh, hey, hold up. We got something going on over here uh, because there can be a little bit of miscommunication because the MC can be way over here. Right. And, you know. You can be the MC's eyes they, and ears. And they set, exactly. They set exactly. up grand entry. Yes. So they're setting yeah. up grand. They. Um, so a lot uh, somebody that grand. doesn't know what a grand entry is, and yep. can you explain that a little bit? So the grand entry is the um, introduction, I guess you could say, uh, to the powwow. Mm-hmm. Um, you and usually, especially at our powwow, everybody knows when grand entry is coming up because you see all the dancers just lining, just lining up. up at the entrance. And I'm not. I'm, I've never been sh- been told an actual order of like how the dancers are supposed to be lined up, but mm-hmm. I, I know think it that comes t- down to I think the arena directors. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was because say, I've seen powwows where they change it up or yes. come decide. But it's always day, these those first couple yes. of things you also, that will. But you always have veterans, you have veterans, veterans of play and royalty. royalty. Yes, yes the beginning of the grand entry is normally comes in with your color guard. You know yeah. the American yeah. flag, state flag, tribal flag, prisoner of war, and then. You know, any Eagle, Eagle staff, Eagle or staff. Yep. so Eagle staff. So um, I know a lot of people mention that, but um, what is the Eagle staff and what is its significance? Um, well, you know, the Eagle is a bird that uh, has been in native culture for, you know, I can't even tell you. I, I don't even want to put a number on it, but. You know, uh, as far as Native Americans, yeah, a very long time. (laughs) Anyway, so um, the eagle, no matter what tribe you are, I feel like the eagle has been a symbol of highly respected American indigenous culture for a long time. Even, you know, super, I feel like it supersedes the country of America. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like we have always had some type of, you know, no matter what tribe you are, eagles have always been very, very. Uh, held high regard yes yeah. yes so um to have that eagle staff is almost like uh just it's like a our flag i guess in a way mm-hmm. it's very respectful so maybe indigenous people's yeah flag because it's that. a representation yeah. of all Repres- indigenous yeah. exactly all, all and it's yeah. it's uh 
like I said, just very respectful uh, representation of these different tribes, any indigenous people, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I feel like, you know, 200 years ago, we didn't know what flags, what was a flag? Yeah. You know, yeah. Up and show, like what? It wasn't a flag. Yeah. So we, we had things. I feel like, you know, you had eagles that would represent you, right? You had right. An, animals, right? right? So I think one of those top animals that was always re- re- revered in our culture in all native culture is eagles. You know, they're the, top. the highest, you know, exactly. Dude, eagles are literally <laughs> the, like, and those things the, are the bomb.com. They're the, they're the top of the world. They are specific they're, too. like, there right. are specific things that eagles have that no other birds have. You know, of, of course they can fly higher than any bird, but did you know they can fly straight up? Did not know that straight up. They're the mm-hmm. only bird that can fly straight up. And did you know the eagles have uh, a film over their eyes that allows them to look straight dead into the sun, literally, and stare? They can stare straight into the sun. Wow. Did you know that? I'm telling you. I didn't eagle know facts. That. Dude, didn't know that I know. I know, right? <laughs> eagle facts. I, I like that. So, so, <laughs> so we're talking about. It's yeah. The, that eagle staff is just a great representation of indigenous culture. Yeah, and to uh, have it in grand entry, people right. really need to so be able to, the, to know what the, it means. The eagle staff normally comes in before the other flags within grand entry, but following the grand entry, normally there's two songs that are sung, and one of those being the flag song, mm-hmm. and then one of that being a veterans or warrior song. Can you elaborate more on those two songs? So yeah, the flag song uh, would be. Of course, there's several. Um, there's many different flag songs that uh, have been created from many different tribes. Of course, you know, we sing our own flag songs. We have several of them. Uh, But basically, it's just a beautiful, beautiful song that, uh, to me, uh, really puts the feeling of the meaning behind that flag, behind our people in that song, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, no matter what tribe you are. And, 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 you know, there are a lot of songs that are, are sang all across the United States, you know, a lot of these same songs, but I think that it's the feeling behind that song and the meaning behind that song that it represents and it means so much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, but for us, you know, uh, to so have it, those, to have this way to honor these people and to honor uh, the ones who have gone before us, mm. you know, that's the least we can do to try and keep their their them kind of alive in a way keep their appreciation yeah we have to make sure and i feel like you know that's something that shouldn't be be cut out at all you know i think that is one of the most important powwow of things in at a powwow that gets overlooked is the importance of realizing that those who came before you you know they had it a lot harder than us you know what i'm saying especially here at porch you know they're the reason we're here the reason why we're at mm-hmm. and life, and so just having that one song to remember them, you know, it's it's three minutes or whatever, you know, that's not much time. You know, we can take that time. But it's a good feeling when you hear that yeah, honor song, beautiful. and then you just know some that. of the most beautiful songs you'll hear. Oh, is yes. one of those honor songs, you know, and then it goes right into the the veteran song or whatever, and so it, uh, or the memorial song, however you want to call it. So, and again, that's we're talking about uh, respect and etiquette. Um, a lot of times when you're doing intertribal, it's always you're going to hear the MC saying, OK, everyone rise, everyone take mm-hmm. off their hats, everyone, yeah. no yeah. pictures or, and, you know, and we know that Especially that's the time. Grand entry, the, yes, they're the doing MC great. let you know. The MC hey, again. Stand up during this time. And, and uh, like I said, 
And that just goes back to the importance of what we talked about earlier is the MC and knowing right. the powwows. Hey, this is the time you stand up. And you and most of the time during grand entry, during that whole process of the grand entry, you know, uh, the audience is asked to stand up. And it's not that long unless you're at a huge powwow like no. ours. But And I might be right. And, and really, you know, and, and most – most MCs that I've heard usually say, "Hey, if you're able to, exactly. you know, if you're able I mean, to stand, some people not able." Yeah, no, in indigenous that, culture, um, indigenous people always think that there's always a camaraderie of us always respecting and honoring our elders. I mm. mean, I, I even feel it around here at Porch Creek, mm. and um, when you go to powwows, it's so it's just it's a good feeling to know mm. that that's continu- a continuation of us giving respect to people that's passed on. And mm-hmm. so I really, when you hear that, you know, flag song, or that honor song coming on, you're like, okay, mm. you know, this is getting everything started before we yes. get into contests, before we let's even start anything, those. let's remember the ones that were here before. So right. I really love that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, this. it's so, like I said, we, we, we can't cut that out of the power. I, I, I don't think it will be, but. So stand on the th- terms of etiquette. There's a well at our powwow, past powwows, probably not in the future when we get our big arena. But there's a ring of hay bales that's put around the powwow. They a lot of times there's blankets on them, things like that. Can you explain what the blankets are for and who's supposed to be there and who's supposed to set these? Yeah. So um, generally at powwows, uh, when you have that arena, that's you know, lined off with hay. Um, I've always been told that it's for the dancers or, uh, you know, for the families of the dancers, maybe your, maybe your daughter or, you know, your granddaughter is coming down there to, uh, to dance and you want to, you know, go up there and watch her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for just the regular spectators, I think that's kind of what the uh, bleachers or oh, some so. other seating would be for, but, you know, especially, and especially, you know, if there's a blanket laying on that, the hay, that's, Usually it's reserved. Somebody's already laid it there. Yeah, just um, common courtesy and, and not I, to sit there, yeah. correct? Okay. And so, um, and that's another thing, you know, goes back to the MC. The MC will let you know, hey, this is where you can sit. You know, please step back if you're too close. You know, I know several times, uh, you know, at our pilot, it kind of gets crowded there. It, yeah. Where it used to be where the MC stand was, right? It would get crowded. People coming in, people coming out, people wanting to look, you know. So they would. he would have to say, hey, you know, uh, please stand behind this barricade, you know, da 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 da. So uh, I think that goes back to what the MC is is uh, relaying to the crowd as well and letting them know these hay bales are for our dancers and for the immediate family of the dancers, whatever. Uh, but it is not for your personal seating because you're sitting in front of people and you could stand up and, you know, that's messing somebody else's view behind you up. You know what I'm saying? So. So the hay bales are creating a barrier. It creates Basically, the arena, so. like separation of yeah. where to and come. Especially and especially at where. our powwow, which yeah. you know, all powwows are different, but uh, that hay that hay is like a, yeah. a yeah. barrier yeah. for it. And you see that, and you see hay bales at a lot of different powwows yeah. as well. So I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. So when whenever we're coming to the powwow, you know, we're seeing the grand entry parade of dancers, and everyone's coming in, and then we got all the flag songs, and we got all that out of the way. Now it's time to get down into dance competition or dancing or intertribal. So can you explain um, a little bit about intertribal and what does that mean when the MC says, okay, now we're going to have three rounds of intertribal dancing or things like that. What is What does that mean? Yeah, so the intertribal is basically, um, I feel like today, uh, intertribal is for public engagement. That's mm. what I feel like, especially at a powwow. Um, 
it, when the MC announces at Inner Tribal, he's, he's usually he's announcing for every dance style to come out. The head dance, he, the head man and head lady dancer, of course, will lead it out generally. And then from there, you have all the different dances, dance styles come out. And usually Inner Tribal, uh, if it's a contest powwow, they may have a contest song. So the drum may be singing a certain style song. Uh, but the inner tribal is also used uh, to invite the public out as well to maybe you maybe, you know, you're sitting in the crowd and you see this super cool dancer with two bustles on his back. And he's just doing all these crazy moves. And you really like that. You know, that inner tribal is for, for you to get out there and maybe maybe you can mimic those dances or maybe Hi. you can learn, learn a little bit or maybe you can go out and yeah. say, hey, uh, you know, I want to I want to ask you a few questions if you want, if you'll take yeah. the time to talk to me. Yeah. You know, uh, you can, that inner tribal really gives the public audience some time to get in there and maybe learn a few steps. Yeah. You know, and then, so, you, know, you know, you see some of this stuff. So you're and, saying they don't have to be in regalia. Yes, they do not have. That's a good observation, Mr. Billy. I should have said something about that earlier. But, yeah, during inner tribal, you do not have to uh, wear regalia. I knew, you know, I like to get out there all the time and just jam out in my polo shirt. <laughs> So as a but, spectator, there's certain times to come yes, and when yeah. not to come into yeah. the circle. And the MC but will the let you know. Tribal. Yeah, he, okay. he will announce inner tribals. Usually, uh, at, I say usually, but at a, a lot of the powwows that we attend, they, they, they'll have uh, multiple inner tribals at once. So yes. you're not just getting out there for one song. You're getting out there for two or three or right. four songs. And at our powwow, it'll be, it could be like six or eight songs. Depending on the amount of drum groups yeah. that show up, right? Yeah. Because Plus the drums host. are competing in contests. They have to do an entire round. Yes. And so it allows for, you know, uh, it, the dancers to mingle, get out yeah. there, and then also interact with the public. Uh-huh. It's, it's really a great way for... For networking and interaction. Wow. You know, obviously you don't want to have your phone out there during oh, the yeah. travel. That's but just to talk, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you don't want to be on but the phone. Just and, talking right. uh, to like 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 I said, you get you can get out there and just, you know, it's real laid back. You know, you don't have to be worried about being judged unless it's like some type of spot, spot check, check, which, which most powwows don't do that. Yeah. Yet. There's been a we few see spot checks at some. <laughs> like they make you dance the inner tribal, in which is cool. Hey, that's, that's gaining more points for that, that first place. Uh, so, uh, but you you really don't but, see spot checks. Yeah, but you mentioned often. something when you were talking about the inner tribals that we didn't really touch on was um, whenever you do have an inner tribal, normally the common courtesy is is to wait on the head man and head lady oh, yeah. to enter the arena uh-huh. first. So we didn't really touch on what a head okay. man and head lady is. Cause yeah. so could you touch more on what a head man and head lady is? Yeah. So uh, the head man and head lady, basically these will be the uh, lead dancers. I guess you could call it for the powwow. Usually the head man and head lady are really uh, experienced dancers. They have a lot of times they have been seen Many, many places. Maybe they have won and championed at many places. Uh, so a lot of times, yeah, the, the head man or head lady dancer, they are the lead dancers uh, for the powwow. And, and they're usually uh, picked, uh, I mean, just depending on the powwow committee. But uh, depending on what uh, what time of the year the powwow is, the committee will reach out to these certain dancers and say, hey, we, we like the way you dance. Would you like to be our head man for this year's powwow? Right. And a lot of times, you know, the tribe will fly or not fly, yes. but pay for a yes. room. The and, tribe. You know, because again, the organization. Right. That's that. an honor for someone to it ask is. you right. or it the is. powwow right. committee right. to ask and, and a lot of times, you know, while these head, head um, dancers may receive, you know, 
money or whatever for their actions a lot of times they turn around and use and that money on a special oh, on contest a special or giveaway you know so you see for them being asked so, so it is a lot of responsibility is. of the head man and head lady Ooh. it's not just coming out there and just you know but Dancing there is responsibility. responsibility yeah so um i've always been told that you know as a head man that's that or obviously if I were to be a head man, you know, that's that's a, a great honor to be, be bestowed upon me. And if I'm able to, you know, uh, I'm gonna, I want to do the best that I can for this organization uh, so that maybe I'll be asked back next year. Or maybe there's somebody out there in the crowd that runs another powwow and that they like the way, you know, so it's a really great honor to be asked to be head man. But it is a responsibility as well. And I think that um, that responsibility uh, is also shown in the giveaway or the special that they may, uh, you know, do at the powwow. A lot of times you see the head man or head lady, like I said, they'll do a, a giveaway. Maybe they're giving uh, all its groceries. So it's or a humble things. thing. So Very even humble. though we're receiving so even, much for my services, I'm yes, giving back. So we're it's still like, giving back to the to the powwow committee. Yeah. We're giving back to the MC. Giving back to, and a lot of times you'll see uh, like they uh, these different specials. Uh, they'll have candy whether well oh, the they'll, they'll, yeah so they're giving back to the kids as well even though it's candy and sending them to the dentist but <laughs> you know you're doing it's a good gesture uh because you have you know you know you just got you're getting paid to be there so the, really the least you could do to is to give back yeah trying to give back and it's like i said it's just a it's common courtesy yeah to give something back through a giveaway mm-hmm. or a special i love right? that I love that. And it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it's common courtesy. You know what I mean? It's a nice gesture. Right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, a good portion of powwows throughout the United States are contest powwows. I mean, yeah. that mm-hmm. not only the dancing <clears throat> dancers are contesting or competing for cash prizes, but drum groups as well. Mm-hmm. So could you touch on what uh, dance contests may be like or, or even drum contests? Yeah, so I feel like uh, dance contest and drum contest, it can be pretty intense, honestly, mm-hmm. depending on where you're at, uh, who who's singing for you, you know, if it's a first or second song, who's judging. There's a lot of things that really go into dance contest, uh, uh, and obviously you don't you don't, you don't want to think about it too much because really you just want to go out there and dance. It's a but nerve-wracking but, thing. But it can be nerve-wracking. Absolutely. Uh, as part of dance, <laughs> da- of being in the dance contest, but you know, um, I think it, I think that you know these contest powwows are getting more and more creative mm-hmm. with some of their dance things, or or even like with their drumming and stuff, the mm-hmm. drum contest. But I think it, dude, that can be super intense. Uh, as far as being, I couldn't imagine doing like the spotlight. Dance yeah. contest. Oh my goodness! Out there by myself on the spotlight on me. Major yeah. anxiety. And then you know. <laughs> Especially but when I like you're to being watch judged <laughs> in that dance contest according to, you know, your footwork or, you know, uh, how fast you're move, moving or if, if you landed right on the beat. There's a lot that goes into right. learning these songs. Absolutely. And then, and then uh, putting, I guess, putting the action behind it when you hear these songs, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a ton of trick songs, right. too, so they that to sound really similar and the beats may be really similar, but, you know, but anyway, there's a lot that goes into dance contests. And I think it can be very, uh, what's the word, um, 
anxietal, I guess. I don't know if that's a <laughs> <Yeah>. word. <laughs> For that's a good word. That is a wonderful word, anxietal. Yeah. I like yeah. that anxiety. So, so, yeah, I, have to, I normally go out there and kind of you know, meditate. You, you really got to get yourself into that. And, and so, yeah. and, and the cool thing is, is it's it's really not even that big a deal. You just kind of hype yourself up, you know. Mm-hmm. But Well, so you want to make sure you're trying to get that first <laughs> right. place. Yeah, you yeah. are trying you to know? get in. You kind of yeah. want to make a little bit of and money. And people are looking at the same time. But see, also at the same time, you have to kind of bring yourself back down, right? Because we're not dancing for the money. We're right? still, yes. and so to but me, you do want to put it on a good show for it, right. the spectators. It's like you got that competitive you drive, yourself, right? Yes. So you if still I got see that competitive um, drive, if I see somebody around the arena with a with a clipboard, that's letting me know that that's a a, a judge. judge. Yes. For so who judges? The dancer. Who who judges? Um. Is it somebody who just picked out out of the crowd, no. or is it somebody that's actually going to know what to look yes. for? Uh, I feel like most of the time, you know, and that is up to the head dance judge. The mm-hmm. head dance judge uh, picks all the judges so for the contest. So that's part of his, uh, his responsibility yes. is making sure he knows who's going to judge certain uh, styles of dancing because yes. you're not looking at the same Yeah, they're not just criteria. going out in the, in the crowd and saying, hey, yeah. you know, right. they are getting experienced dancers uh, experienced um, just people who have been around. Right. Somebody's been on the powwow circuit. Somebody, yeah, a lot of times going on. you see these head dance judges, and you see them at a lot of different places. But um, they're they're usually picking other dancers, other right. uh, dance style who have been around powwows. Right. Know what to look for. You know, it's fair too, but and, that has yeah, a somebody good that's character. impartial or to right. their to the and, great, and to the best of, of their biggest, knowledge, impartial. And that's one of the biggest, I think things to look for to powwow because you know most powwow people see each other a lot of places they go so it's kind of you got to try to find that balance of finding it's the hard judge to be impartial be, you got to find right. somebody that can be unbiased right yeah and and, and, and yes. for myself you know i've judged my fair amount of contests and i always try to remain unbiased yeah you know? and so it that's which, my bro out there man yeah i'm gonna yeah. give him a 10 yeah but but does that happen it does happen yes. you know but you know it is what it is it, as long as you know that fellowship is there getting yep. to enjoy the powwow so you know like yeah. this past uh last year i went to the gathering of nations powwow out in albuquerque new mexico the biggest powwow in the united states and someone asked me to judge yeah. Dance contest there. And that That's was cool. Absolutely crazy. You know, that, so, what kind of criteria fun. are you looking for, Blake? On specifically, let's say right. your own category of uh, grass dance. What 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 are you looking for? Yeah, it it comes from my learning of what grass dance is. You know, growing up, I've always told us a dance about symmetry. Um, you know, whatever you do with one side. on the right side, you want to do it on this side, and so it's the. How well their move, the, their body is moving, mm-hmm. you know, to the beat. You know, are they are they using that symmetry? Um, did they did they hit the stops? Do they you have know, good rhythm? Do they have good rhythm? You know, and then and a lot of things that do over get get overlooked sometimes is the outfit. Like mm-hmm. how, oh yeah. How how well did you dress? You know, I feel that's is it so well ta- is it well taken care of? Because you yeah. got to, they need to be respecting their their yeah. regalia, their yeah. own regalia. Mm-hmm. So I feel that's so hard, so and I feel like. Honestly, I feel like a lot of that gets of like because to me, you make the regalia. The regalia doesn't make you right. Right. I feel like you know judges sometimes partially will judge a dancer according to their nice regalia and not necessarily their to their nice moves. Yes. Yes. I, I get that. There's a lot of factors that come into anyway. Every judge, every else, judge is a little bit different. That's, so that's that's, that's judging. It does happen. 
It does happen. We've all seen right. when somebody's got that flash of regalia and they got that they got that beadwork. It's like, hey, I, I mean, they rocking it, but. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many other criteria to if you want to really judge it fair. Mm-hmm. You know, are you moving with the beat? Are you stopping on those on? Are doing right. something different on your honor beats? Are you doing this? You know, certain things that go with your dance style, mm-hmm. and you need to be dancing. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, and every judge, you know, has their own flavor. You know, what, yeah, they're going. Or what they yeah. like. Right. And I always so, say, if you're judging, and, and you get a good unique, a good you know? feel, like man, right. he that that gave me a right. good feel. I like right. that. And, and you know, normally most. Powwows, depending on the size of it, you'll have you know an odd number of judges, and and if normally if you do tend to place at those big powwows, that means that multiple people yeah march you down to. right. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's very so very cool. etiquette of a judge is not pick your best friend or your no don't do that baby daddy or I had to put that etiquette out there. I mean yeah. you know don't, don't pick so, your baby daddy. So that's a that's a dance contest. So uh, so. <laughs> There's also uh, another style of contest that takes place at powwows, and that's the drum contest. So drum, contest drum contest, man. That's normally my favorite part. Yeah, so the drum contest uh, is a really, really cool part of the powwow to me. Uh, I think that uh, it really is a way to show showcase these drums' best song and their ability to sing them the, be- the best way that they can. Um. And I think it's a, it's a challenge for a lot of these drums, drum groups, too, to go uh, go into all these different powwows. You know, you like our powwow is just what twelve thousand for first place. Twelve thousand right? first place. Yeah. So twelve thousand dollars for first place in drum contests is a lot of money. But our powwow is is actually a kind of a, it's a little bit on the lower end. Yeah, that's some, actually some on the powwows. lower end yeah. compared to some <laughs> other uh, powwows out there. You know, it gets up twenty and thirty grand uh, for some drum contests. But, but when you're dividing I think that, that can by, be super. Yeah, but you do divide that if up. You divide that, that up by ten right. people, yeah, ten, twelve people. Yes, yes. that's still a lot of money. Yeah, still weekend. a good bit of money yeah. for like, just some, a weekend. Of but you know, like you know, gas and getting. But to somebody's the doing that for a living. I mean, I know yes. that we don't. A lot of somebody's people don't do that. that around here for the circuit. But there is a powwow circuit where people are doing this for a living. Mm-hmm. So right. you can say, "Hey, I'm going to put my best out there," and yes. you know, and people make have to. Right? Yeah. There's this a, is a there's way of a, life. Someone yeah. had made an analogy. You know, uh, it's kind of like powwows are kind of like a, the rodeo, right? The rodeo is in a new. There's a, a rodeo in a new city yeah, or town a every weekend, right? Yeah. So yeah. your cowboys and best bull riders are going to these different rodeos, right? Powwows are kind of the same way. There, there's a powwow somewhere in the United States every weekend. You can look it up. There's going to be a powwow somewhere in the United States every weekend. So a lot of dancers will travel the country, you know, dancing at these contest powwows in order to make a living. Well, I kind of brought you back off the subject, but I want to bring you back to where you're talking about judging the drum. So who is yes, responsibility? Because okay, I probably would not be able to judge that just because so, I'm like, man, I like the way you drum and I like the way you drum. I like so, the way you sound. Yeah, I like the way you sound. So, so how do times, you even? Um, so uh, at most uh, contest powwows or all contest powwows, not, not all, but uh, most of them you're going to have some type of drum split between northern and southern. Mm-hmm. You know, you have two different styles of songs that you're going to hear, or I say style. There's, uh, I guess that is style. All right, mm-hmm. so you have the northern style, which is the higher pitch songs that you'll hear, and then the southern, which is the, the more lower tones that you'll hear in the songs. Uh, you know, those contests are split. Uh, and even at some uh, powwows, you even have, like, uh, northern uh, contemporary 
in the old school, school. North. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've I, we've I've been to one out and well the only one I went out in California was like that. You had like like there was like fifteen drums in old school and then there was like eight drums in contemporary and then you had southern anyway. So it was actually three drum what you wow. call it, uh, what categories categories. Sorry, I can't get my words right. <laughs> Um, but I think uh, as far as drum contest goes, um, it's really uh, I, I feel like it's a, it's it's cool to be a part of because I've been in drum contests myself. But also, you can get pretty anxious too, depending on the size of the powwow. You know, the drum judges, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that I, I kind of got off, but um, got off subject. <laughs> um, so anyway, the head drum judge uh, will pick. The drum judges, uh, according to, you know, obviously it's not going to be uh, someone in public, else but so somebody the head drum judge usually knows a good who's sound a and singer. southern yeah. drum should sound like. A lot of times I've yes. know. But they'll pick uh, different judges. Like if you're if they're judging the northern side, they they'll pick southern judges from yeah. the southern mm-hmm. like southern singers to come and judge. So you have about it kinda keeps three it impartial. or four different. You know, yes. kind of like you do for contests. So, yeah, like it would be, uh, I guess, depending on what the committee yeah. wants, it could be four or five so judges. The, the drum judge is pretty good about making sure that the judges that he does pick. Yes, they have not, to be really, really good yeah. about that. Okay. Um, and so, usually, we're, we're listening you for see the sound? drum judge. Pitch? Yeah, so, yeah. so I guess listening. you get a ballot, right? The, yes. the judge will hand you a ballot, and okay. that ballot will have certain things, you know, and it can de- vary depending on how you go to mm-hmm. um, but for the most part it's normally like a grading system mm-hmm. so it'll have sound one through ten uh first lead one through ten second lead one through ten that's some of them some of some them of is just how do you like it one through yeah. ten yeah. oh yeah like Clean, i've been cleanliness. Cleanliness. like so is there trash around your drum and it like that yes. stuff is on the ballot so, so that's a lot of responsibility look. on the drum group if you got like a little right. sore tickle right. in your throat. Yeah, you want to make sure you know we, your songs, if it incorporates language into it. You want to make sure you have the words correct, when the pauses are, we, when the song uh, ends. Uh, uh. Dude, it's crazy because drum contests can literally, uh, it can it can go however the committee wants. Because uh, we one time we was in Clinton, North Carolina. And uh, it, I mean, it was a small powwow, but we were the host. And so they asked us to judge yeah. drum contests. So we judged drum contests, and there were seven drums. And so we had to watch each of those drums, and then after after all seven of the songs, we had to write down which one we liked. So how do you judge that? You can't. How do you judge, depending on what uh, how the powwow is going or how the powwow committee wants to do things, yeah, that the drum contest can be judged very differently. And a lot of times you'll see um, – like you'll see, like what we talked about. I think we hit on it a little bit earlier when uh, we was talking about intertribals. But uh, you'll see, you know, those contest songs during intertribals. You know what I mean? You'll mm-hmm. see uh, a large crowd around the drum. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, drum contest very, very, very uh, anxiety. That's intense. <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Anxiety. He's gonna, gonna keep that. <laughs> I know that's my word now. I like excitable. But it can be intense too. When it's we like, out there this weekend. Real. It's like half between anxiety and excitable. And excitable. it's easy. It's so easy to mess up. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, when you, you have to be on yeah, yeah. drum contest. That, I can the, see. You, know, the you judges, can feel the energy around you. And, you, well, yeah, and I can judges see. judges are sitting there like they're like right here. And if you're a part of a group and you mess that song up. Everybody's got to be. 
Yes, they're watching right there your sticks. The whole time. And a lot, dude, I've seen judges get down like this, and like they're they're looking at your stick level, like. And how right does that? How does that? How do you keep your concentration? Um, being you have to try your best oh, to tone them out. Yeah, yeah. normally we just kind of look just at the breathe drum, and, like, just, just like I, yeah, I always just kind of like make myself a, a spot on the drum and just look at that spot and just. <laughs> I'm not looking up. Because if I even turn, I mean, I get distracted and I can yeah. see you easily and distracted. And you can see, and, and a lot of times when you do, you know what I mean? If you're not thinking about it, you can get off beat. Yes. Yeah. So you always have, and you still also, have to have that awareness. There's dude. certain times where you're going to come in for your lead and you got to be ready. Like, yes. Hey, yeah. I got uh-huh. to. You got to be ready to know when to come in for that lead. And I think breathing. You got to breathe. You have to be able to. Take your breath at certain points because when you're coming out with your lead, you can run out of breath. You can run out of air. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like breathing is a super important part. So we of singing. I mentioned what a lead is in a in a song. Oh yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. We'll touch on that more with with, with, with the next. Guess. Okay, gotcha. So I guess we might as well just say that the lead is like the solo. The of solo. The song. So when the you hear soloist. one singer go by himself and then everyone comes in, that's yes. really, so, yeah. And, and so you you're judged leads. on those leads during the contest song. So mm-hmm. you want to have a real crispy, loud lead. Well, who gets <laughs> judged to be that lead keen. singer and that lead for the song? Who gets um? Normally, normally those leads are decided before the before song. Before you even mm-hmm. do it. Yep. Yep. And then by the drum. Normally they'll give you a heads up. Like, members hey, of the drum. And what if you don't get cho- uh, chosen for the lead? You kind of feel. Like, like, no, thank you goodness. just. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to do my part and holler. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just be in there. Well, for the um, I know the listeners would love to have a sample, and I oh, can't man. get you guys to do that here. Ooh, but I'm going to say, come to the, the Porch Band of Creek yes. Indians Powwow, fifty first annual, Check us out. and you will be able to hear some great. lead. Um, we also want to finish this podcast as far as like you know, we've been talking about etiquette, and Greg, I want to say that you did an awesome job. <laughs> but we also want to say that we sometimes we forget that it's also a place for you to go and fellowship, eat. We have several vendors of food coming in, several vendors of merchandise coming in. Mm -hmm. So not only are we talking about etiquette of dancers, uh, the grounds, you know, making sure you're keeping our grounds clean and making sure you're not tearing up property and you're Mm -hmm. giving respect to people. But also yeah, showing stuff too. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it is how how you want to be treated. Yeah, Yeah, you're coming in on somebody's. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you like you're you're coming into our. This is the Porch Band of Creek Indians house. This is, this is kind of this is sovereign. We allow you to be here. So yeah. again, you know, you know yeah. we technically say, we could put a uh, a wall. A lot of tribes do. You know, they have that, a gate uh, around a gate yeah. where you have to enter through anyway. So it's a great so, thing to be invited, or you uh-huh. know that the public is welcome to come. But also, we like to mention that you know there shouldn't be any drugs or alcohol no, around this arena. Definitely, um, stealing from the vendors. You know, no. Yeah. You know, none, none if you want, stuff. if you like something, buy it from the vendor. Yeah. Don't, and, and don't go and steal somebody's idea, or you know. But and just, what I've learned is a lot of those vendors. You can barter with them. You, you can trade. Yes, you sure can trade with them. We hey, try I got to tell this, you, bro, and, you know, and, and that is and a great thing. Is you like, hey, I got forty-five cash right now. What and their vendors a lot of times out there with you. That is and a you great see them a lot point. of different places too. You know, you get to know a lot of these vendors through, right. through seeing them at the different powers too. And not only too. are our dancers and, so, and our drum groups doing this for a living, but also a lot of these vendors are doing this for, for a, a living. living. So the please, vendors do it for a living too. This is a way of life for a lot. I of swore vendors. now when I retire, I'm going to go. I'm going to be a vendor. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, and you probably do real well, my brother. <laughs> Travel powwow, be a vendor, yeah. dance. Yeah, <laughs> taking it easy, uh, Take it easy, just enjoying it. Yep. Yeah. 
I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So we okay. want to thank you, Greg, for showing up yeah. and uh, yep. thank you teaching us about the powwow and you know what, how important it is. Done a really good job. Oh, I try. Thank you. So, thank uh, you. We'll make sure we'll make sure you're able to sign autographs at the powwow. Look at you at the table. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 